Welcome to the Florida Versus Podcast. You know, I got one for you. Holy cow! Floridians, welcome back to another episode of Florida Versus. I'm your host today and every day. It's me, Peter Murphy. Today, my guest, holy cow, could not have a funnier, nicer, sweeter little fella. Uh, It's Aaron Michael Marsh from Tucson, Arizona. We talk about Tucson. We talk about the bands there, the beer there, the theft, the felonies. Uh, I'll let Aaron take it from there, but it's a very fun, compelling episode. Should be under an hour, so very palatable for all y'all out there. I, you ever, oh man, I don't know if other like non-comedy people do this, but you ever write a note to yourself, like freehand write, and you just, and you're like, oh, I'll get back to this, I'll know what it means, and you never know what it means? Like you never remember, I'm at my desk right now, and I have this note here on a note card that says, Teacher dressed as Santa Claus every day, so kids on cup. Maybe that's me not understanding my handwriting, but dressed as Santa Claus every day, so kids maybe cooperate. It's like, so he's actually watching? Who knows? Uh, (laughs) A couple things for you to watch in person coming up tonight, September 14th. I'm in Burbank at uh, Flappers Comedy Club and restaurant catch me there at eight o'clock then this friday i will be hosting another show up in burbank at 10 o'clock at flappers and then at midnight madness i'll be performing friday at midnight at third wheel hollywood then saturday at midnight at third wheel hollywood come by check it out grab a ticket enjoy yourselves it's late expect uh, expect some you know fun shenanigans and a wild wild time also great shows coming up i'm doing can't even uh, which is on a rooftop in the middle of Hollywood. That's very fun. And then an Only Friends show, Only Friends, on the 27th, I believe. So a couple Tuesday, a couple weekday shows, a couple weekend shows coming up. I'm very excited for those. And, you know, it's, it's September. I'm really waiting for it to cool down. Aren't we all? You know, we're just waiting for it to cool down. So it feels like summer's still happening. I just got back from Catalina Island, which was an amazing time. I'll have to tell you more about that in a future podcast. Uh, but for today, we're going to be traveling to Arizona. We're going to find out about the pizza. We're going to find out about the Mexican Chinese food. That's right. Uh, straight from the mouth of Aaron Michael Marsh to your ears. Stay tuned after this quick commercial break. Okay, whoa, 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 what's the holdup? It's ad time. Oh, yeah. It's ad time. And let the good time roll. You know, since 2015, Totally Good Time has been making pop culture street style inspired by the 90s, 2000s, and niche entertainment favorites. Well, what do they got? Uh, how about bringing on Toro Sweatsuit? Check. Empire Records Staff T for Rex Manning Day? Check. New Girl True American Hoodie that features the design as the gameplay? One, two, three, four, check. 
Now go ahead and check out all of the original pop culture goods over at totallygoodtime.com. That's totallygoodtime.com. And use code FLORIDAVERSUS15 for 15% off your order today. That's code F-L-O-R-I-D-A-V-S-1-5 for 15% off your order today. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Ad time. Do-do-do-do-do. Ad time. Oh, man, another ad. Well, don't worry. This one will make you hungry. Margarita. Pepperoni Playboy, Guilty Party, Good Thing, Dreams Tonight, Beyond, Love, Smoke Signals, Neon Moon, Springsteen, Talking Backwards, Crude Copy, Breakneck Speed. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't had one of Lucky Nick's Pizza's Sourdough Neapolitan Pizza Pies straight from their wood fire oven. And you are missing out. Go ahead and follow Lucky Nick's Pizza on Instagram. That's at L-U-C-K-Y-N-I-C-K-S-P-I-Z-Z-A. For the latest updates about their weekly mobile pop-ups in the SoCal region. It's Lucky Nick's Pizza. Nice little pizza, huh? All right. One more ad won't be so bad. Listen up. This is what we got going on. No shirt, no shoes, no problem. Well, if it is a problem for you and you need a shirt, then go ahead and scroll on down through the details of this episode and click on the Tee Public link. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C. That will lead you to the official site for Florida versus merchandise. Now, whether you need a t-shirt to wear in the pool, a mask to wear in the store, or a mug to tea bag, Tee Public has all of your needs covered with officially licensed Florida versus merch. Do you love the podcast? Do you want to wear it? Get officially licensed Florida versus merchandise at teepublic.com. Robots. Aaron Marsh. Everybody gets a song on the show. Aaron Marsh goes to town in a big old van. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Floridians, thanks for tuning back in. Today's guest is the one and only the comedian, the podcaster, the wrestling aficionado. It's still real to him, damn it. The one and only, the Star Wars uh, champion, the man you can see every Monday night at Third Wheel Hollywood starting at 7.30. Please welcome the very funny Aaron Michael Marsh. What's up? This is so embarrassing. I wrote a song for you, too. (laughs) (laughs) I put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, I put a lot of thought into this. A lot of a lot of Star Wars went into this. <laughs> Peter Murphy doesn't live in a van. <laughs> Not yet, at least. Not yet. We're trying. Oh, how long, Aaron, how long did it take you to learn the, what is that, the Imperial March from Star Wars? How, uh, I mean, I learned it. So many years ago. Yeah, that is the Imperial March from Star Wars. I was like, as a kid, I love learning songs like from movie scores and like video games and stuff on the guitar. So I feel like I've been playing guitar for 25 years. I must have known how to play that song for 24 years. You know, like it was like one of the original things I wanted to learn. Holy cow. Uh, yeah. What, I mean, yeah, when you get a guitar, first thing you want to do is you want to learn how to play like a song that you know. Was that what, mm-hmm. Was that one of like, was that was that one that was always on your list or what what uh what was the first song you you uh, you learned on guitar there come as you are like i would say Ooh. i learned how to play guitar through nirvana 
Ooh, nice. I couldn't imagine. I don't even know how to play guitar without Nirvana. If you took all the Nirvana out of my li- like my my learning curve of it all, then I don't know how to play guitar. It was all just Ooh. learning how to play more and more Nirvana, and then wow. it moved on into other things. Holy cow! Wow, that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. All right. Before we get too far into it, uh, we like to do plugs up top. Plugs up top. So, Aaron Marsh, um, you know what? Uh, is there anything you'd like to bring the audience to any corner of the internet or any upcoming? live performances or shows that you'd like to let the people know about yeah i think the people should check out the movie pop star starring andy sandberg um like to just throw that out there right away i'm not in it but i think it's just one of the best most underrated movies of all time great um i have my own podcast putting up with air michael marsh i have billy myers the third on this uh week's episode wow and he is an anarchist uh he doesn't say or talk about that he just is yeah and so that was fun to wrangle um yeah and then i got two shows i want to plug i got flappers yeah. on the 22nd Ooh. and then i have supernova on the 29th wow okay cool 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 yeah let's go over it so uh um putting up with aaron marsh uh that is your oh, i started with pop star if you wanted to right no yeah right of course of yeah course. you know you know what's funny i've been <laughs> you you uh we think about this idea of linear thinking with comedy and you, you know you're a very funny comedian and you'd mentioned you're performing flappers and supernova for those that don't know supernova is a very big show here in hollywood we'll get to it um <clears throat> very big for stand-ups so pop star i think came after like well after um what's it called uh the hangover uh, How- oh hangover sorry. however I I think when I think of like oh the last big studio comedy I think of The Hangover but Popstar was a great uh studio comedy. It wasn't like hard R so maybe you know I think about R. Yes it was. Like, it was R? Yeah. Really? Oh my gosh. Then yeah, absolutely overlooked. Absolutely overlooked because they you know uh, a lot of people, you know, I, I have this conversation with friends like when was the last, you know, hard R movie? Uh, that was a comedy, and I think that must that had to be it. Then it, it can't be the Hangover. It's got to be that, right? Um, I don't remember where Bridesmaids was in that, but Bridesmaids mm. was definitely a big. Bridesmaids, I think, one. was like 2011, 2012, because it it really made everybody aware of South by Southwest because that's where they premiered it. But when you talk about Pop Star, yeah, it was hard R because I remember he was he. I remember that limo scene now where he's like signing girls boobs and then this yeah. dude sticks his, his dick in the window and he signs his little dick. Yeah. And then there's that scene with Maya Rudolph where she says the words that make everybody uncomfortable. In pop star. Yeah. She's to, throwing out the N word too loosely and it makes everybody uncomfortable, but she's black, <laughs> but the way she's just doing it is just so. <laughs> I need to revisit so that. Um, And then what is it? But, uh, Girls Trip may have been the last big hard R comedy movie. Sure. The Tiffany that, Haddish one. Was that... Um, Which made everyone aware of Mardi Gras. That's true, of Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah, big... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now everybody knows about Mardi Gras. You know, if you didn't yeah, know... Secrets Out. Secrets Out, finally. Uh, and on your podcast, do you talk about, do you talk about secrets? Like uh, 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 putting up with Aaron Marsh? What's the secret to putting up with Aaron Marsh? What is the secret to putting up with me? Mm-hmm. um boundaries uh that would be <laughs> that'd be a good one limiting your time with me i think i'm really enjoyable if you see me once a week i don't think i'm that enjoyable <laughs> if you see me every day <laughs> you know what's funny is 
speaking of boundaries, every time I perform at your show, I always give you a little kiss on the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Sorry. first time I did that, I was like, it's very funny. The second time I was like, are you kidding? And now that it's gone on for like four weeks, I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it. a, it's acceptable. Uh, but yeah, on your podcast, you talk to guests, you know, comedians and um, interesting people alike. And it's kind of about, I don't know, what, what, it, it's just like a general like, hey, these are some interesting people. Let's talk to them. You said you have Billy Myers on uh, your program coming up this week. Uh, how was it wrangling him? Uh, not easy. I mean, like he's following Kyle Gridley and I didn't realize I was putting back to back difficult people on the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> both funny, both very funny, both funny. I love both of them. I both I feel like they have a love for me. I didn't, you know, like, but at the same time, they have their quirks that matter more to them than anything else. You know, like ah. their comfort matters more than your comfort. And That's so funny. That's funny. So you're like, hey, but you're also in my apartment. So we got to find a middle, you know, like, but that's a part of the, the fun of it all. Both of those guys came to your apartment. Yeah. See, there are some comedians I would never Which I let. can't find my keys now. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I would never. I would. There are some com- comics I would never uh, tell where I live ever. <laughs> uh, and you know what? One of them is on that list. I won't let you know who, but it is Kyle. Uh, and then. <laughs> oh, and oh then, really? Oh, you, you don't like the. You don't like the Kyle. What? What? <laughs> Why do I? Kyle said, "Oh God, I don't know if I said it to him or he said it to Billy me." Kyle's. Yeah, Kyle's was like, "Hey, do I sound like a gay parrot?" And I was like, "Yeah, you do." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, "Absolutely!" Uh, wow, what a what a what a bunch of characters. Uh, so you got the podcast that people can check out. Uh, also, you have um, you know some shows coming up. Uh, the 22nd, you're going to be at Flappers. That's a Saturday show. That'll be fun. And then Supernova. Um, has the lineup been released for that yet, for that show? No, I'm waiting to see the lineup. I don't oh, know man, what the lineup is until I see the flyer. And that's the thing is, like, those flyers have everybody. It's like Bill Bird, yeah. Sarah Silverman, and all that other stuff. So you're like, oh, I can't wait to see this flyer and see what's on. You know, like, yeah, it could be anybody. It could be it could be Eddie Murphy. Well, it could be Aaron Marsh. Well, I mean, I know it's Aaron Marsh. And it, and that's it will that's be. the one confirmed is uh, Aaron That Marsh. might be the biggest surprise if you're not on it. <laughs> yeah. What's funny about the last one is like, you know, the big name on it was Jeff Dye. Mm-hmm. And you're like, if there's one person I don't need to go to Supernova to meet, it's Jeff Dye. It's Jeff Dye? Yeah, it's your boy. In fact, I was lucky enough to be invited to WrestleMania, to watch WrestleMania with you guys. Uh, yeah. And that's why I... I think I'd met Jeff previous to that, but uh, really got to hang out. And you are a huge wrestling fan. In fact, before we got on uh, today, you had told me that you had so you, like you used to have a stone like authentic Stone Cold Steve Austin snakeskin championship belt that he yes. signed. So yeah, how did you? I got it for me. Really? Oh my god! So how did you get the belt, and how did you get it signed by Stone Cold? Okay. So I have a Stone Cold joke in my, in my stand-up routine. I used to do a whole bit about how watching wrestling was watching the stepdads I wish I had fighting the stepdads I actually got. <laughs> and, and it was this, like, which, which were the stepdads that you, that you wish you had? The ba- heels or the baby faces? Baby faces. I wish I had John <laughs> Cena. You know, like. As a stepdad, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then it was um, 
the joke goes into like, well, I see all you guys drinking. And it just reminds me of how I both love Stone Cold Steve Austin and hate my stepdad for the exact same behavior. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So then Jeff Dye goes to an autograph signing. There's a thing. I don't know how much of this information I should give too much out. When there's an autograph signing, there's a, with this one company, they bring Jeff in to get them to talk to the people signing because he'll get them distracted with the time and they'll accidentally sign too much. And <laughs> so, cause they just keep putting stuff in front of them and they like do it. Cause it's not like they're doing it for like fans. It wasn't a meeting greet. They're like, go to a hotel room and just keep throwing things in front of the person that signs. And Jeff gets to shoot the shit with them for hours. I mean, he's done it with Mike Tyson and all, yeah, all kinds of things. He meets a lot of great people that way and becomes friends with some of them. Yeah. And so he showed up and was talking to Stone Cold, super excited because he's a big wrestling fan. Yeah. He tells Stone Cold my joke. Stone Cold's like, that's great. And he was currently signing belts. And he's like, give this to that guy. No and way. So, yeah. Wow. So then Jeff's that's like, amazing. You'll never believe it. Do Here's you the thing Stone Cold gave me. And you also, that's so funny because one, uh, one of the first pictures that, I think I still have it on my phone, but you have a picture with, uh D'Lo Brown one of my favorite wrestlers of all time love D'Lo uh, I think I'm seeing him in two days no way yeah and your friend you're like friends with him now but you have a picture with him and the European title which the is the one from the television I didn't realize that there's a television belt that I guess what they keep there's like, two like 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 w- 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 okay so ex- explain okay, Leo, explain the belt I'll explain all of this because it's all fun yeah. okay so wrestling when you win the championship, you get to hold that belt and it's your job to keep it in your luggage and you keep it in your house on your off days. And if you do any press, it's your job to have it there, which is why they give it to you to be like, no, no, no. Cause you're going to do press before you come back to the TV taping. But also if you forget it, they have another one that's in a toolbox right in the gorilla position, um, which is gorilla cool. Position I, meaning like right, right. As you enter. Uh, yeah. The walk on the other side of those curtains, there's a desk and some monitors, and the people that are running the show right there. Be it Vince, it used to be a guy named Grinnell Monsoon, which is why it's called the Gorilla Position. Cool. And next to that, there's a a big like craftsman thing that has like a bunch of different drawers, and there's all the belts. So if wow. you currently don't have it, there's a there's a belt for you. You're not gonna go out there without your prop. And so when they retired the European belt, Vince gave it to Delo because he saw it as Delo's like the greatest European champion. And I so agree. D'Lo still carries it in his luggage. No and So kidding. when we picked up D'Lo, he had his luggage with him and he asked us, because Jeff pulled out his old IC belt. He has an intercontinental belt. It's a replica of this says WWF. It doesn't just have the WW. So it's rare, but it does not worth anymore, but and it's so rare. When you went to pick him up, you, you guys were going to watch WrestleMania with D'Lo Brown, right? Yeah. Okay, awesome. And so the funny way this works, which I don't, hopefully he let us listen to this, is that Jeff was like, hey, we should hire a wrestler's appearance fee and make him just show up at our apartment or here and we'll just watch WrestleMania together with, yeah. with whatever wrestler. And he was like, yep, that sounds cool. And he, so he called the guy and the guy was like, we can get you Jerry Lawler for $3,000. And he was like, yeah, I would love to have Jerry Lawler in my apartment for WrestleMania for $3,000. But then WrestleMania asked Jerry Lawler to announce one match. Ah. And so Jerry Lawler had to back out. So the guy came back and he goes, couldn't get do that for you. Good news. We can get you D'Lo Brown. And Jeff's like, ah, I want a Jerry Lawler. Sorry, sure. I'll pass. And then they call back and they're like, D'Lo Brown for 1500 
Sure, sure. And Jeff's like, I'll do D'Lo Brown for a thousand. <laughs> Dude, D'Lo <laughs> is so we man. picked up D'Lo. Yeah, so we picked up D'Lo uh, from the airport for a thousand, and Amazing. then we Ubered him back to the airport so he could fly back home to Vegas. During this WrestleMania, this was the WrestleMania where the Undertaker retired and left all his stuff in the ring. Wow. So it was in Florida, I believe. And then during that, my cousin's there to watch WrestleMania with all of us. And she's watching Game of Thrones on her phone while we're watching WrestleMania. Turns out D'Lo's a huge Game of Thrones fan. And so he sits down next to my cousin and they start just chopping it up about that and Walking Dead. And he's like, get my number. Like, um, I need someone to talk to about this stuff, like, because I'm on the road so much. Right. And so he built up this, like, great friendship with my cousin, Melissa. Because she's not a wrestling fan. She was the only not wrestling fan in the room. Wow. And she's getting married this week. And she's getting married in Vegas. And Dilo lives in Vegas. And I believe he got the invite. I didn't ask if he was coming. But they do see each other every time they're in the same city. Dude, how so cool. If he's in town, I'll see him at the wedding. I, man, Dilo, chest plate Dilo is, uh, is like, you know, one of my favorite uh, oh, yeah. wrestlers of all time. I think my top three Man, top four, my Mount Rushmore has to be D'Lo Brown, Road Dog, Jesse James, Rock, and Stone Cold, obviously. Uh, but I'll tell you one quick little fun story about Melissa and D'Lo. There's so much she doesn't know about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, uh, one day we're getting drinks, me and Melissa and D'Lo. I'm drinking more than all of them. But Melissa's like, it hits her. She goes, all these wrestlers have catchphrases. And she like looks over at D'Lo. She's like, did you have a catchphrase? And he was like, Melissa, I'm the real deal. You better recognize. And she goes, okay, but what were they? And she, he was like, Melissa, those were the catchphrases. <laughs> the real deal, D'Lo Brown with uh, Frog Splash, dude. The the um, oh my god, yeah, the the Nation of Domination. Mm-hmm. That oh, he man. was there at the beginning days of the Rock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The Rock oh, is a part of the the jiggle. The Nation, yeah, yeah. The head jiggle. Well, no, man. the the way he would do his thing was yeah. because. They were watching the movie Friday. The Rock had never seen the movie Friday. So D'Lo was like, we're showing you Friday. Right. And there's that scene where it's like, you got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And so D'Lo yeah. did that at the house show. He like hit somebody and went down into the headwig and was like, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and then Vince was like, what'd you say back there? And he was like, better recognize, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, the thing with the head, I like it. Keep doing it. Wow. And it became his thing. Yeah. That's funny. Vince was so hands-on. He was even watching the house shows. Yeah, dude. Vince is two hands-on the whole time. Wow. Amazing, man. That's amazing. And like, yeah, as far as like titles go, the European title. If I got any of that wrong, by the way, D'Lo Brown can come onto this show and uh, do this show with Peter Murphy. He can. Yeah, he can. He can do the frog. He can frog splash me right right over there. Uh, the uh, Talk about like a painful finisher. You know what I mean? Like I would, oh, yeah. like, there's got to be some nights like oh, I eat too much. I eat too many, uh, too much chicken backstage. Don't want to do the frog splash off the top rope. But uh, why did they retire the European t- title? I, I forget. I mean, they just are constantly rotating all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know, like it's, I think it was a good belt. I think it was like secretly like the IC belt and the European are like, always got to be good match shows yeah you have to be like a guy that card. consistently good matches yeah because you're gonna be the one that's performing for the most people all the time sure every yeah. week you're putting that thing up in some way 
as opposed to the world one where you're like you're expected to have the big match whenever you do it yeah but like big match only happens every three months right the european that's on raw just thrown around willy-nilly sure yeah and you know i i love uh we were talking about different belts i think of that round championship belt the blue and gold one as like the rock from the corporation you know when he was healed but also Mm -hmm. i think of the rock when he had the intercontinental title and he was just making his ascension up but yeah d'lo definitely uh you know that european title definitely belongs to d'lo uh and you know where where i grew up in florida there you know that was one of those territories that had so many wrestlers um but we want to get into the meat of the program so aaron michael marsh tell me about your hometown I know this isn't a quiz show, but do you know what my hometown is? I do not. My hometown is Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. Been? I've been to Tempe. Uh, that and is not a yes, that is a that's a no. You could have just said no. No, but Tucson is where uh, University of Arizona is, right? Correct. Bear down. Bear down. You guys are the Bears. It's the Wildcats. Wildcats. Sorry. Why? Why does he bear down? You know, it hasn't occurred to me that that doesn't match up till right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's Arizona for you, folks. You know, Arizona, I've always said, is drier Florida. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some of that. Although, like, what I hear about with you guys in Florida is not necessarily what's going on in Tucson. So Tucson, Arizona, I would, to paint the picture of what this is, it is the liberal city in a Republican state. Okay. There's a couple other small liberal towns, but this is like the city as far would, as like would you all, concerned. Would you also say Phoenix and Tempe are uh, liberal cities in a no, conservative? No, no, very Republican. Really? Both? Tempe might be liberal just because of all the college kids. Okay. But outside of the, the youth, I think of Phoenix as a very conservative city. Okay. Um, what is, what's it going to that? Yeah, it's a liberal city. It revolves around the university and the Air Force Base. Those okay. are the two things that bring in almost the entire population to the point that when summer happens, businesses go out of business. You don't know if your business is a working model for Tucson until really? it deals with the summer. Yeah, because during the summer, it's only like 200,000 people in town. During the school year, it's like a million people in town because all of the people, like we call them the snowbirds, come back into town. Right, we and call then them there's snowbirds. also the students. Yeah. And so, like, also, like, there's less people on the base because it's so hot. And so it's just, if you can survive, your business can survive those tough three months. Yeah. It can survive in Tucson. But if it can't, your business is gone. So there are some businesses that actually, they close their doors for the summer and then they open back up in the fall? Some of them, yeah. And there was a Chinese restaurant that was right next to the University of Arizona that I like. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking them, like, how do you guys deal with the summer? And they're like, oh, we put aside an extra like $300 a month because rent's super cheap. And they're like uh, every month throughout the year. So that way we can just go ahead and pay that all and then close our doors and then open again until the students return. Wow. Like, yeah, there was a Chinese restaurant that literally was only open on school days. Can you think about anything worse to eat than Chinese food in Arizona? I'm sure that I'm sure it's great, but like, Oh my God, it's so damn hot there. The last thing I want is like a bowl of beef chow fun. Well, I guess you're no chow fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, there are some foods that you can't, 
Like, man, it, it's... I probably made ate more Chinese food in Arizona than anywhere else my whole life. No way. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. And you I have go good Chinese food Lucky's. there? This place called well, Lucky's Panda Express? How dare you? How dare you? No, I went to a place called Lucky's Chinese Food, which is, of course, I feel like there's one in every city. Yeah. Which I take pictures of when I go past it because I was I loved that one in Tucson so much that the university bought the space and turned it into dorms. So... Oh. Yeah, they demolished the whole building. You're like, you demolished my favorite restaurant. I'm moving. But it's called Lucky's. And you, when you say there's one in every town, you mean there's just just happens to be a Chinese food restaurant named yeah. Lucky's. Not like it's a chain, right? Exactly that. Yeah, yeah, it was literally owned and ran by a family. And like, there's like, just the word Lucky is just so American Chinese sort of thing. That yeah. It's just all, all over everywhere. Like, is it is it like a sit-down restaurant or is it a scoop and uh, serve type of situation? I mean, they would make it once you ordered it, but it wasn't like they weren't prepping. It didn't feel like it. I felt uh, like so. In, it, well, but it also I, was cheap. That was the other thing. I was like getting yeah. in and out of there for seven bucks. Oof. Back in Florida, in Fort Myers, we would have uh, Edison Mall uh, because Thomas Edison would have a... Uh, had a like winter home there and he didn't really invent anything there he was just kind of there to chill wait really thomas edison yeah. lived in florida yeah along with um ford thomas ford estate did he invent the light bulb just so he can see people on his porch <laughs> exactly <laughs> he invented the light bulb to have string lights and yeah twinkle them on the porch <laughs> like, what's going on over there look at those little tiny lanterns how do you do that yeah. I thought I told you kids get out of here. <laughs> oh, he caught us. And yeah, so Thomas Edison and Ford uh, would live next to each other. And they, I think they were the, maybe the original snowbirds of Florida. And there was, um, we, the, well, the town would decorate their houses, but the mall, and you know, this is the bad mall, uh, was Edison, the Edison mall. And we would go there just to get the bourbon chicken inside this like Chinese restaurant, like Asian restaurant in the mall food court. And I don't know what it is. It's not, it's not, it's like, it's like close to teriyaki, but it's a different type. It's like, it looks like teriyaki, but it's a different type of sauce. I would get the sesame chicken from Lucky's and they didn't do it right. Yeah. But they did it exactly how I like. (laughs) Right. It was, there was something just off about the recipe that made it unique and it exactly. was almost like and so a now when you have to go there. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is that you said bourbon uh, chicken or whatever. And I immediately, my mouth went to TGI Fridays. Oh, you know how they have that. Um, I'm trying to remember what sauce it is. Is it a Jack Daniel sauce? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just tasted the Jack Daniel sauce from TGI Friday. Instead. That's funny. It might be that uh, I've never been able to talk to anybody who, who grew up outside of my hometown that has, ever heard of or tasted bourbon chicken i mean so, that sounds have... so tennessee oh wow yeah it could be wow how specific chinese american tennessee chinese food yeah i don't believe american chinese food is anything like actual chinese food i'm literally talking about my favorite arizona chinese <laughs> place i don't think there's any authenticity to it no we're the, i mean when i think of arizona i think of you know Hatch chilies and you know, uh, uh, you know, salsa yeah. and, and that sort of stuff. Did any of that find its way into other dishes? Like, were people trying to experiment with hybrid foods? Because you know, you get a lot of 
hybrid Asian um, cuisine in America. Did any of that come into Arizona? Was anything interesting like that? Happening? Okay, so that's not Tucson, but the thing that comes to my mind right now is there's a restaurant in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Still exists. There used to be two locations. Now they're back down to one. Um, that's a fusion of Chinese food and Mexican food. Oh. Yeah, so you that's can scary. get like... That's scary. That scares me because my first thought is uh, uh, lo mein burritos. Uh, you could do a lo mein burrito. It's, <laughs> I would get the orange chicken quesadilla. Um, the place is called Chino Bandito. Okay. And they essentially, they're pretty much like, these are all our Chinese dishes and you can put any of them into burritos, any of them, or like where they would just put it and, you know, like for lo mein, I imagine they would just wrap it in the tortilla. But like, if you chose like a, a bourbon chicken, they would put beans in the bourbon chicken and then wrap it in a burrito. Maybe oh cheese. God. I can't Which do is that actually, anymore. now I think about it, it's the only time I've had Chinese food with cheese. But Chino Bandito is great. Their uh, logo is a panda bear that's dressed like Pancho Villa. <laughs> <laughs> wow, of course. That's amazing. Yeah. But And then, yeah, any... Uh, well, speaking of restaurants and stuff like that, when, uh, you're growing up in Tucson. There's a university there. Uh, w- do you remember your first beer? Like, was it close to campus there? Or was it easy to get into those those sorts of parties? Or did you kind of uh, stay away? Were you able to, like, you know, kind of stay away from that scene? Okay, well, my first beer was, uh, I was nowhere near campus. I was on the east side, which is kind of like, a, once you go past Swan, mm-hmm. it becomes just the city of Juggalos. Um, really? Like legitimate so, Juggalos? Yeah, at the time legitimate. But so all of the Arizona that Juggalos, Juggalos have yeah. is what the east side of Tucson's just always had. And now they had a band to put to it. Just like downtown Tucson always had hipsters. I've always seen people with handlebar mustaches and all that hipster stuff. Way before hipster was a thing. Tucson had hipsters that took over downtown and they had juggalos in the east side. They just now had a nationwide phenomenon to tie it to. Wow. So I went to the east side to have my first beer, which is, I think, appropriate. Um, I remember I remember the guy who gave me the beer. I was like 15. He must have been 15 and a half, but to me, a man, you know, because like, <laughs> he'd already had a beer. And he was first like, off, I remember my first beer. First off, and then there was, I, yeah, wait, put a pin in that because I know exactly what you're talking about. Because growing up, you know, there was a kid just about the same age as me, but his name was Sean Bose. And he was, man, oh, it felt like he was like a foot taller than me because I was always looking up at him, but he was taller than me. He looked a lot older and he would always hang out with like older women. Like, in fact, one time he picked me up in his Civic and other times he would pick me up in his jet ski to be like, let's go jet ski. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. You pick me up in his jet ski by like a Cape, like a canal that I, I live next to. And then one time he picked me up in his car. He's like, we're going to go meet these, these chicks in a uh, Lowe's parking lot. And I go, sure. We pull up, we're listening to Bon Jovi. And then he goes, Hey man, if they ask you just say you're 21. And I was like, okay. And these, these college age girls, Sean, Sean, <laughs> Sean was wearing um, a bracelet, like similar, like, like, it's yeah. like, a, like a fabric bracelet. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's a cool bracelet. Where'd you get that? He goes, yes, yeah, girl that I'm dating. She's in college. Uh, she tied me to her bedposts. And this is the bracelet that I kept from it. And I go, oh, shit, man, you're into something totally different. By the way, we're like, 16 years old and like yeah I, for some reason when i turned 16 i was like oh i can drive a car i have you know total autonomy of my life i can do whatever i want i can just start driving and uh never have to go home again i felt like a real adult but like sean was out here living like an adult you know 
Oh so my I, god! I totally know That's what crazy. you're talking about. We were same same age, but he was just like getting into like the wildest, wildest. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, this guy, like his dad was asleep on the couch the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in. Was just like passed yeah. out, and there was like, just the beers that were there, and that was the thing. It's like, wait, you've been drinking beer for a while? And he's like, yeah, yeah. My dad's always let me drink beer. Dude, you know, like I, it was like one of those kids. I walked into Sean's uh, house one time, <clears throat> and I think he lived with his mom. And there was like, there was like beer everywhere and like, you know, some cigarette butts and stuff. I was like, oh man, did you have a party like last night? It was like, no, man. Like I met these, uh, these college girls and we stayed up till like 6am. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Whoa. Jesus. <laughs> and then he lent me a book. He like gave me a book. He was like, read this is like the David Beckham autobiography. And it was like given to him by his father. And I was like, holy shit. Uh, okay, so your first beer, this guy, he was like ha- like maybe six months older than you, but he'd been drinking for a lot longer. And what, were you at his place? <laughs> yeah, I was at his okay. place in the afternoon. It was like a week, maybe it was a weekend afternoon. Yeah. He was in a band. The band was coming over to practice. So, you know, we're going to drink his dad's beers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm apprehensive? Just apprehensive? Or you were just like, eh, all right, cool. I'm trying to fit in or what? Just trying to fit in. I yeah. wasn't too afraid, although there was a little bit where they're like, hey, the bathroom's broke. So if you gotta go, um, we use that bush for pee, that bush for poop. And you're <laughs> like, cool. Uh, <laughs> but also at the same time, like, not going to the bathroom here, check. And also, like, <laughs> yeah. it being my first beer, I don't think I drank one eighth of it before I got full. That was the oh, other side. Sure, it's like you don't sure. realize in your first beer, you're like, oh yeah, no, I didn't realize I need to do this hungry. I, yeah, right. I don't remember necessarily my first beer, but I remember thinking it's impossible that I will acquire the taste for this. However, I now do, you know, like my first drink had to be like a Smirnoff ice or something like that. Cause that's just what was available. And also, you know, I have, I have that mentality today. Like, you know, Hey Peter, what are you drinking? It's like, what are you getting? I'll have whatever you're having. Like, you know, whatever's available. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. I was in almost anything except shots destroy me. Shots? Yeah. So if someone's giving me a shot, I can do one. But if they're like, start to line up another round of shots, you're like, no, I can't sit here and just get obliterated. Like, I will puke before I enjoy it. There was a, I was in Florida recently and uh, we got, uh, I ordered this drink called a TVR, which is uh, tequila, vodka, and Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sure. How much Oof. Red Bull's in it? Uh a third. Yeah, that's that's disgusting. Yeah. It's in it like something like that tastes like battery acid. In like a pint glass with ice. Oh, well, thank God <laughs> there's ice. Well, uh, that is completely that is disrespecting all three of those things, and none of those <laughs> things should be respected. If that's you know that's Florida, baby. Like the bastardization of anything. That's kind of like your Mexican Asian fusion. You know, like you're not. That so doesn't tie it all together. That's the worst part. I'm like thinking about it. Like if you told me the ingredients of an Irish car bomb, I'd be like, that doesn't work. And then you you taste it and you go, oh, you know what? It does. Yeah. They really tie it all together. If you get it before it curdles. What a wonderful, disgusting drink that is. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, TBR, that's not the first drink of the night, or maybe it is the first thing to the drink of the night. It's definitely the last. Oh, it's up there. Yeah. It's a, it's up you're there. Not, like you're not, you're not planning it. on sticking around yet. You know what? A you're better not in the po- marathon. <laughs> I'm not sipping it. You know, you're not sipping that in, in the least bit. Uh, 
So then, Which yeah, you hang- should. <laughs> you're in DX. Yeah, God. You're even if you found the best version of all of those ingredients, like you know the very fancy uh, tequila. Maybe let's say like Terramia, yeah. you know. And then you had like Tito's vodka, and then you know a sugar-free Red Bull. Well, you even- just gonna find the fanciest of the Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, what's the fanciest Red Bull? I think it's gasoline. I think it's eighty-seven. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, 93%. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 93% on the pump. <laughs> what is the fanciest Red Bull? Because they have flavors now. I think I think the fanciest one has to be like 16 ounce sugar free. Because they've got the sugar Red Bull, got the sugar free Red Bull in like eight ounces, 12 ounces, 16 ounces. But they then they've got like, like berry flavors. And you don't like, oh, you don't like them. You don't like Red Bull. I don't like Red Bull at all. They all taste like medicine, but it's also like completely the opposite because medicine's good for you yeah and like there's nothing in a red bull that's good for you it's like hey can i get a virgin uh four loco please <laughs> a red bull is a virgin four loco yeah dude i never even thought about it like that well four loco is just a way spiked up red bull that's the whole point of them yeah but like if you order a virgin four loco yeah. It's just a Red Bull. Yeah, for sure. That sounds yeah, like four locos are like, hey, I'm looking for a fight and I don't care who yet. <laughs> I don't care who it is. <laughs> yeah. If you're ordering a TVR, that's like like tequila is a stimulant, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Red Bull stimulant, vodka, yeah. vodka, uh, just additional. That drink should be called fentanyl. Additional flavorless <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Wait. What? So you don't like any energy drinks whatsoever, and and how would you top three Red Bull flavors? I've yeah. only had the original. Okay, just the original. I don't go around digging around in things I don't like like that. Well, we're like but, I don't like this. I better try all sixteen other flavors. Listen, stop judging me. I'm not judging you. You like it. <laughs> it makes sense for you. It's not torturous for you. Right. Right. Uh, if you okay. don't like the flavor of Gatorade, I'm not going to be like, well, have you tried all 64 flavors first? See, I don't think of Gatorade as fl- like my favorite flavor. Gatorade is blue because it's the most digestible. Say, they just come in different colors, but the, the variation of flavor is minute. Right. Only 5% I, of that flavor changes. When I think of Gatorade, I think of the necessity. When I think of alcohol, I think of the necessity. Like, unless I'm drinking wine, like, me, not by necessity i mean the function of it not necessarily the taste like i'm gonna order a gatorade because i'm i need to hydrate quickly and i'm about to exercise or i'm very hungover and i need to put some salt and uh some electrolytes in my body you know and i want to taste something that's not water you know yeah if i'm you know a lot of times if i'm drinking i'm just like hey let's celebrate something yeah just like slurp shots celebrate everything slurp not gelatin shots are not just for college kids of legal drinking age slurp shots are for everyone that wants to have fun i haven't had a jello shot in like 15 years until you brought them in the third wheel (laughs) well you know what they might be it was like sean's like 25th or 26th birthday and i guess i'm like well he really is 26 we brought the jello shots for him i'll take one (laughs) Well, they're gelatin shots. Jello is owned. The word is owned by Kraft. Uh, Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
who, you know, is infamous in Florida as well. Uh, okay. So you're running around Tucson, you're hanging out with bands. You getting into any trouble, like as a kid, like, you know, drinking beers at 15, uh, uh, you running from the cops or uh, what was, I got arrested. You know, what, was the, what was the police presence? Oh my God. You got arrested. Yeah. At what age? The day before I turned 16. Really? Drank a beer and got arrested. No, I didn't drink a beer that day, but um, yeah, no, I tried to steal a guitar from a guitar store. Ugh. And in my mind, I was like, hey, if we steal a guitar from one guitar store and then try to sell it to another guitar store within like the same vicinity of time, the other store won't notice that it's missing yet. Dude, that is, you are a Floridian. You're an honorary Floridian because of that, <laughs> because of that thought specifically. Yeah, but I also, okay, so that's what child thought is. Right. adult thought realizes you go oh no no that's not how that works at all because if i walk into if i'm 15 years old and i walk in with a three thousand dollar guitar and i'm like i'm not interested in this brand new completely shiny you can right. tell it's never been played three thousand dollar guitar they go well something's up with this you know like so because i would say sure because nobody because if, if you're gonna have that thought then you know people around you might have similar thoughts right like, I don't care sure, where this is I get coming that, from. But I'll take it. You know, pawn shop. Sure, if a pawn shop, that. if you were able to get away with it and a pawn shop gave you 500 bucks, you'd take it. I didn't take it to a pawn shop. I took it to another guitar store. All right. But I would have taken it to a pawn shop. Yeah. And then anyone who goes super into guitars knows that every city has got the different ones that have the different contracts. You're like, that's the one that carries the Gibson and Epiphone guitars. And this is the one that carries the Fenders. And this is the one that carries the this. Like, what do you mean? The, Every city has their guitar stores that carry some of the brands. They specialize in these brands. Yeah. Guitar Center is the first real mega store that carries like almost all of them. Uh -huh. But we didn't have one of those in Tucson. We just had like three or four guitar stores and then that one carried these brands and that one carried these brands. So there was a different one for the Ibanez or the Fenders. You'd have to go to a different store or the Gibsons. You'd have to go to a different store. And so I believe I have no confirmation on any of this. I believe they're like, this is suspicious. Well, the kid brought in a fender. Call the store that has the fenders. See if they're missing one from their shelf. Whoa. You know, like, but I mean, I got arrested on site. Really? They, like, yeah. just, they didn't even give you the, hey, now, you know, how, you know, you know, this, they didn't give you a slap on the wrist. They're like, we're arresting you. It, is it technically because of the price of the guitar? Um, that's what made it a felony. But, oh my god a felony yeah but it's also a matter of hey um so like they told me they were gonna buy it or whatever and then all of a sudden the police showed up and they're like it's those kids and we're like great there's no running right and then yeah. like they called um i was with my friend jordan at the time and they called both of our parents to come and like pick us up because it was like a paper arrest they didn't like put us in cuffs and drive us away anywhere Okay. And my dad was like, what's the misunderstanding? I was like, there's no misunderstanding. I broke the law. I'm getting in trouble right now. Shit. Yeah. I, so there's that moment of him being like, well, yeah. Okay. You know, like, <laughs> well, because like he, he wanted, he wanted the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. yeah he, like, right. he, he wanted, he wanted to it. Defend you. He wanted to. And I was like, no, you can't right now. Like I, I totally effed up on purpose. There's nothing, you know, like, because he definitely, he tried to be like, but surely there's got to be a misunderstanding. Right? No, there's not. There's, they're right to do this. How did you, okay. So you said you were with your buddy, Jordan. How did you coordinate the heist? That's part of the problem. Um, so we went to the guitar store 
and we had been like, okay, if I'm playing this song, no one's looking in your direction. If I'm playing this song, someone's coming around the corner and we'll start to have some uh, observation of where you're at. If I play this song, don't even be near the fucking thing. You know, like... Oh, that's how you communicated. Yeah, so I was playing a guitar and it was like through an amp. So I'm playing and I'm looking around and I'm letting him know like how many eyes are on him through which songs I'm playing. If it's like green light, yellow light, red light. Yeah. What were the songs? I mean, which one was, uh, was green light stairway to heaven? No, because then you got all eyes on you and exactly you're kicked out of the store. You can't do stairway. (laughs) No stairway. No stairway. Oh, um, I remember Red Light was Aqualung by Jethro Tull. I remember that Green Light was some kind of finger-picking song. I don't remember which one it was. It may have been like Blackbird by the Beatles or something. Something that you can just keep playing and it sounds all pleasant so he knows it's good to go. Really? And like, do you think that, because in my mind, is everybody playing guitar in this um guitar there's always store? a couple yeah, yeah. there's always okay. a couple and so there's some songs like oh that guy's playing trying to play like math rock you know sure. like, oh, don't look don't give him any attention and is that what you play to like people like oh gross kind of like that scene in uh captain america where you know uh what's her name scarlett johansson kisses chris evans when they're trying to hide in plain sight going down that escalator it's like oh people hate what public displays of affection they turn their head but people hate you know math rock stairway so, stairway yeah. yeah exactly so then yes exactly so so you're which is not an overplayed song anymore it was an overplayed song yeah um when i was learning guitar the people who were like where i'm at now like 25 years in they were yeah. like they learned how to play i learned how to play through nirvana they learned how to play through stairway so how do you make a break for it out of, to leave that guitar well, we walked in with an empty guitar case and we walked out with the full one. Oh, genius. No. Well, I mean, you <laughs> got away with, if you didn't want to sell it, you would have had that guitar, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how you steal a guitar. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> I got arrested. I worked a full summer, 40 hours a week at a goodwill to do my community service and they said if i was good and never got in trouble again that that would get off my record and if i got in trouble again that would be like getting a second felony it would come back with a vengeance really yeah can you still vote can you vote yeah okay well yeah no so like and the felony is not on my record um and i believe now enough time has passed i've had people look into where they're like no if you got in trouble now, that's not a thing that would resurface. I was only like on your 18th birthday. Would that like be eliminated like that? Right. Um, and that did, it got eliminated. But if I was to get arrested for two felonies before 18, I would have been like juvie, you know? Oof, rough. Yeah. But I was pretty straight and narrow after that. You know, you're just like, no, I'm not going to juvie. I wanted to vote. It was one of my things. You're like, no, I like voting. <laughs> you love voting. I love voting. Are, are you yes or no on Prop 27 for California? Both. That's how much I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I have no I idea. Haven't I haven't looked mean, into it, but I know that yeah. like, the weird thing about the commercials is they don't match up. Where they're like, Prop 27 means you're going to 
help the homeless situation. And then like the next commercial is like, Prop 27 means you're going to kill Native Americans. And you're like, what is going on in this prop? Yeah, for anyone that's not living in California. The whole things I see are so crazy on one side. For anyone that's not living in California and listening to this, the Prop 26 and Prop 27 commercials are pretty much all you see if you watch television. Um, all right, Aaron, so you're, you're hanging out with bands, you're stealing guitars, you're drinking beers, you're in and around the University of Arizona, bear down. Um, before we get out of here, what's one last thing, one good thing that people need to know about Tucson if, for say, say for instance, I find myself there for uh, a day, maybe 24 hours, what are some things, what's one thing, uh, one or two things I should check out and I should know about the town if I want to um, get, get the real feel for it? All right, so Rocco's Pizzeria on Rocco. Broadway is the best Chicago pizza, not in Chicago. Oh, Chicago style pizza. Yeah, because of Chicago and moved out to Arizona and was like, there's no good pizza out here. And so to get it, he had to buy his own oven, figure out his own things. And he went to Chicago and went to some like pizza conventions on how they do it and does it right. Okay, next Aaron, thing. Uh, hold on. I got to tell you, as as painful as Chinese food in 100 degree heat sounds, you're wrong. Nothing you're wrong. more painful than a deep dish Chicago style boiling pizza soup in 110 degree weather. There would be lines off the door for Wednesday wing night, the crispiest wings I ever had. The whole okay. U of A football team would show up, uh, which by the way, the big stars of the football team when I was living there was uh, Nick Foles who ended up winning the Super Bowl. Wow. Great. And uh, Gronk. No, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Foles was thrown to Gronk. Yeah. Wow. And amazing. um, that's amazing. And Gronk was uh, oh, that's right. Because he was full scholarship, yeah. he ended up working the door at a bar for cash. That's and cool. like everyone knew him. He was the coolest. Whenever you ran into him, it was cool. Running into the basketball players was always cool. That's amazing, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so, so like there was a lot of that. Okay, so that we're there. going to Rocco's on Broadway. Got to check that out for a boy downtown. You got to go to Hotel Congress. Hotel okay. Congress is a bar that's over 100 years old. It's now missing its third story because they burnt it down to get Al Capone out. Al Capone was arrested at Hotel Congress, and they still make it look like it is the 1920s in there. There's no TVs in your rooms. Okay. And there's a concert place downstairs where I've seen almost all of the big bands before they got famous. Wow. So you see the White Stripes there. You would see the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's there for like 50 to 200 people. Next year, they have a hit. All of a sudden, they're in theaters, and you never see them again. Wow. Yeah, so Hotel Congress is like, I would say that's where I spent almost every day of my 20s. Whoa. Yeah, cool, I loved man. it. And I would go to free concerts there all the time. Now nice. I pay for some concerts there when I go to town. Yeah, it's right. super cool. Hotel Congress is rad. Uh, that's a big one. There's a missile silo right outside of town that's cool. There's also Tucson, Arizona. Famously, they shut off lights all over the city at different times. In the middle of the night, like one of the streetlights will just go out and one of the others will turn on somewhere else in the city because there's a lot of observatories around town and they don't want that much light pollution and oh. it's where national geographics takes pictures of the sky for when they do those those observatories are doing that and so really? because of that there's very few lights on at night and you really? can see the sky and if you go just 30 minutes an hour outside of town there's no light out there and when you look at the sky you can actually see like colors it looks like there's like purple clouds and stuff it's truly amazing and so wait tucson is one of the cities that they turn off certain street lights at night 
so we got a better view of the stars like we take better pictures for national geographic you know how when you see the national geographic pictures of the stars you're like yeah there's so much going on here we don't really see that you do in tucson because i don't have the city lights on to pollute what they're taking pictures of if you just go outside the city you'll see more of the sky that looks closer to the national geographic pictures than you've ever seen your whole life really the only other place I've ever heard of that does the same, but they don't have an observatory, is Montana has so much space in between things. You also get that view in Montana. Does that make it? Does that make most businesses close earlier, or are there like late night, you know? Businesses? No, it's mostly the people just not being out makes the businesses close earlier. I see. Wow, but like, what a yeah, wow, that's incredible. I would have never guessed that, and I would have been totally, uh, totally, you know out of the loop had you not told me that yeah for sure it's that's, that's amazing all right well groovy well aaron marsh thank you so much for joining us and taking us around a little tour of tucson uh before we leave i want to give a big shout out to the production staff of chris gina mike kelvin sarah lauren s matt dawn collier peter pabian shane justin tim and ali uh thanks for supporting and producing this podcast aaron marsh before we leave anything uh anything any final uh thoughts or things you'd like to say yeah um don't get the shrimp don't get the shrimp (laughs) all right (laughs) all right floridians thanks for listening don't get the shrimp and i'll talk to you next time bye